I feel like uh, there's got to be a, I mean, to me, and I, I don't know if I'm being ignorant, but there's got to be a point where so it's like, there's got to be a point where like, and en- like enough or like someone high up enough in people's estimations gets canceled or deplatformed, et cetera, where it becomes like, okay, this is too much. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like there has got to be something in society where it's like, okay, you know, it's kind of like the alien invasion where like no one really pays any attention to what's going on in the world, but then literally aliens land and point a alien ray gun in your face. And it's like, okay, well now I've got to pay attention to this thing. Um, I feel like there's got to be that point. And I, I, my thought, go back two weeks ago was like, Hey, Joe Rogan's surely it, right? Like he's the most popular podcast in the world to my knowledge, or at least in the English speaking world. So that was like, it's gotta be, but then I feel like I've seen quite a lot of people. And again, this could just be Twitter pots, et cetera, but quite a lot of people saying, Oh no, you know, he said the N word and da, 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 which he said pre 2019. Uh, I'm not saying I support him saying it, but like, it seems odd that it's now suddenly come out now. <laughs> like what? <laughs> like why, why are we, why are we suddenly, you know, what? Like it's, it's the past. Yeah. Why are we suddenly, I don't know, whatever. But um, I don't know, man. Like, do you think there's a, do you foresee there being a point? Cause for example, what could happen here is Joe Rogan gets deplatformed by Spotify, maybe. Right. Um, and then he ends up joining Adam Curry and doing podcasting 2.0. Uh, we had him as a guest the other week. Awesome dude. And, and, and it would be great to see that. And then that obviously becomes hand in hand with lightning and like the way that they're, they're being funded with that. And then it's like, okay, uh, cash apps brought lightning in maybe, you know, other big companies look at, and with that, it's kind of like, um, could that be our saving grace, right? Like centralized big companies that you may not necessarily trust actually embracing something for their own selfish benefit that just happens to also be like a community power kind of decentralized option. Um, maybe that's it. I don't know. Like, do you think there, is there a point in your head where you're like, okay, surely at this point, people have to realize something and then we're going to have this like shift and the pendulum's going to swing back the other direction. Or are you kind of more just like, hey, we're screwed. <laughs> What's your thoughts? Well, I mean, I think that that tipping point is is different for every individual, you know, and and for me, that tipping point is way behind me. Like that point has come and gone and I am like doing everything I can to live a sovereign life, you know, and and I'm trying to like hold on to the things that I value and I'm trying to protect my privacy and I'm trying to share the the tools that I use and like the ways that I use them so that people can learn, you know, while I still have my voice, because I do think it's just a matter of time before I say something too based and I get canceled. And, you know, unfortunately, like, gonna have to try and build back up from zero. And that's, that's just not realistic. You know, it's, it's you can't replicate what I'm doing. And, and like, what the, what my, for lack of a better term, what my brand has become, you know, um, but yeah, I, I do think that, that that tipping point's different for everybody. And you really just kind of have to look at within yourself and decide like what, how much are you going to take? How much are you going to compromise? How much are you going to give up? How long are you going to watch your friends and family suffer needlessly? How long are you going to watch your rights get taken away? Like the world you were born in does not exist any longer. And how long are you going to keep venturing down this path before you start rejecting this dystopia? You know, they, they, they talk about like the American dream. It's, it's somebody's dream is that's not my dream. I don't, I don't want people to have to get forced to be vaccinated. I don't want people's movements to be restricted. That's not my dream. I'm not going to live like that. I don't want my wife to have to have a job because we need to have two incomes. I, I reject that dystopia. No, my wife, 
stays home and she takes care of the kids and she always has. And I'm always going to do everything I can to ensure that because that's what I value. You know, I value that more traditional family unit. And I do think that there is a war being waged on the family unit. They don't even want us having Thanksgiving together any longer. They don't want us congregating together in church. And it's just, you know, everybody's just kind of got to look at the world around them and, and just pause for a minute and think about what are, what are we doing here? You know, you, you only get one life. How are you going to live it? Why not, why not make the world be the change you want to see in the world? Make it the place you want to live. Don't just accept it because some psychopath who has all the power is like trying to enforce this dystopian nightmare on us. I reject that. No, that's fair. I um, I think uh, well, something something that's quite and, and, and I'd agree that like everyone should kind of I'm obviously very libertarian in my views or whatever. Like everyone should have the rights to do what they think is right and for them and their family, etc. Like that should be it, right? Like if you want to do something your way and it's not hurting anyone else in a, in a horrible way, go for it. Uh, that's kind of the way I feel like we should live. Um, and one of the things that's key, obviously, to your ethos, et cetera, is, as I say, the privacy, but like the Bitcoin, right? Bitcoin is like a key part of it. Uh, it's why we're all here today, probably. At least this is why I have this my entire life. <laughs> it's like why I have a job, I suppose. So a question which is a bit of a segue, I suppose, but Bitcoin isn't exactly the most, from, from the ground up, from its basic construction, isn't the most privacy pro thing. I mean, the Bitfinex uh, hackers got caught I mean, it was, it's not easy to launder $3.6 billion or $4.2 billion worth of Bitcoin, as we all can now very clearly see. Uh, so I suppose when it comes to privacy, like, do you, have you ever used, I, I assume you've probably given it some time of day or some thought, but have you ever used Monero and like considered Monero? And like, what, what are your thoughts on that uh, as like an alternative to Bitcoin with the privacy baked in from the base layer? Yeah, yeah, I've used Monero. Um, I like Monero. I don't think Monero is a shit coin. Um, I think, you know, and if we think about it in, in a couple of different ways here. So if we're talking like store of value, no, I don't think Monero does that. I don't think it does that very well. Sometimes I don't think Bitcoin even does that very well. You know, we're just coming off of like being down 50% from an all-time high. So, you know, Bitcoin is king. Like it, it's not going to go away anytime soon. Like, get used to using Bitcoin. It's, it's number one. It is always going to be number one. And, you know, that, that's the, that's absolutely my primary focus is Bitcoin. Um, but like you mentioned, Bitcoin has some, it has a blind spot and that blind spot is the privacy aspect of it. And so what I think Monero is useful for is a tool to help fill in that blind spot to help you make sure that you're using Bitcoin with the utmost privacy that you can. So like one example is if you run your Bitcoin through a Samurai Wallet's Whirlpool implementation, their CoinJoin implementation, you're gonna have a little bit of change left over from that transaction. And you need to be careful what you do with that change because the previous transaction history is still linked to that change even though the rest of your coins have gone through Whirlpool and they now have forward-looking anonymity, that change is still kind of like this UTXO that you need to figure out what you're going to do with. And if you spend it without like taking any additional steps, then whoever you spend it to will be able to see that 
all the transaction history that was linked to it and that you did the Whirlpool transaction. So one thing you can do is an atomic swap to Monero with that toxic change UTXO. And then you have uh, Monero that is untraceable and you can either you know, use that to spend something where like you can't take any risks of privacy whatsoever because that's what Monero is hardened to do. Or um, you can eventually swap it back to Bitcoin and then you have Bitcoin that's not linked to any of that previous transaction history you had or the entry point into Whirlpool. Um, so I think in that sense, using Monero as a tool to just help bolster that like last remaining step, like that last yard, like we've gone like nine yards with Whirlpool and that, um, that last yard, I think Monero helps fill that, that gap that we have. And I'm speaking in yards, it's a, that's like an American football uh, analogy. That's all good. I got you. I'm a huge oh. NFL fan. Sorry, Ricardo. Go okay. ahead. <laughs> yes. Sorry, I wanted to interrupt here. Um, to take it back to, uh, you know, like the limitations of centralized platforms like Twitter and the likes, have you uh, personally like experimented at all with the Fediverse, the federated um, like open source alternative social media? And yeah, also, yeah. you have? Well, I've tried okay. um, Mastodon. I, okay. I've got a like a Mastodon account. So that's like a federated, um, you know, social media platform that tries to kind of emulate Twitter, just for any listeners that don't know. And, um, you, you know, the, the more important one for me recently has been a YouTube alternative called PeerTube. And I really dislike um, the way YouTube operates and, um, the way that they'll like take your video down if you have a song in there that you don't have a license to use that song for, uh, even though you're not like generating any money. Um, you know, just, and, and just the way they can like censor people and, and large, like Bitcoin Magazine had their account, their YouTube account censored like while they're in the middle of like a live stream um, so yeah, I, I spun up my own like virtual private server and I loaded a peer tube instance on there. And so I host my own server where now I can, I have a place to like put the videos that I use in my tutorials. And then I can just link to my own, uh, video server in my blogs. So if I'm trying to like demonstrate like a, a steel plate fire test or something, and I take a video of it, I can host that myself on my own server. And PeerTube offers that like familiar interface that kind of emulates YouTube's interface. And uh, it, so it's familiar to the user. And, you know, it, it's a platform that can't just get shut off because someone doesn't like what I'm saying. A follow up question to that is Did you hear the announcement that came out either yesterday or the day before about Blue Sky, which is like Jack Dorsey's? federated decentralized version of Twitter? And do you have any opinion on it? I, I've heard that uh, talked about, I'm familiar with the term blue sky, but I haven't looked at it at all. Uh -uh. I, I do remember like during the Bitcoin 2021 conference, Jack Dorsey was saying something to the effect of like, I am coming up with a censorship resist or maybe censorship resistant isn't the right term, but like a 
a platform where people aren't going to get censored. Um, give me time. I'm working on it. And I think he was alluding to, to Blue Sky, right? Yeah, I think so. They just recently, I saw an article uh, from Reclaim the Net, I think it was, where they took the announcement that they're working on Blue Sky Public, and I think he's going to be the CEO of it now, all that stuff. I've been trying to unpack your kind of person, and um, I just want to know what, because I went through your you know, Twitter profile, and I saw where you were yelling, you know, no, no more laws, no get rid of the lawmakers, and all of that, and I know some people do have some pretty, I wouldn't call it extreme, let's just say extreme views about how they think the world should be. You know, they say you get rid of laws, no tax, yeah, passionate, thank you. You get rid of laws, no more taxes, you know, get rid of the police, you know, all of that. And what would the ideal world for you look like? You know, no taxes, um, um, no police or, you know, community policing, how would the world, like the world, like if you would were to create your own world, how would it look like, your own society? That's a really good question. And, you know, I, I can't say that I, I'm totally prepared. I, I haven't really been thinking about what my ideal world is, but I do know what, what I don't like and what's not working for me in the world that I live in. And, you know, one, one thing, like, when it comes to taxes, for example, you hear a lot of people say like, oh yeah, just, just get rid of all taxes. We shouldn't pay any taxes. And then, you know, the immediate counter argument is, well, who's going to build the roads and all this other stuff. Look, when, when I'm, when I'm talking about taxes, like the, the one that really chaps my ass is the federal income tax. So when we talk about roads, like here in the United States, our roads are maintained by the tax dollars we pay at the gas pump, okay? Our schools are maintained by the taxes we pay on our property, okay? Th that is totally different than the federal income tax. Now the federal income tax is used, it's, it's taken out of your paycheck by your employer before it ever hits your bank account. And it's used to pay the interest on the cash that the Federal Reserve is printing for the US Treasury. This is something I have a problem with. I, I, have, I do take issue with the federal income tax, and I do think the Federal Reserve should be abolished. You know, and this is where like Bitcoin comes in, a, a completely alternative financial system that can directly replace the existing financial system. And if if we think about like what is happening with the with the federal income tax, we have this this Federal Reserve system that's it's controlled by a group of people that aren't voted in, so they're not representative of the population. I don't get any say in what that monetary policy looks like. You know, none none of the people in the United States, none of the citizens get to say what their monetary policy looks like. They can just print as much money as they want, and in doing so, they're debasing the purchasing power of the money that I'm trying to hold on to with dear life as a savings. So if I just keep my money in a bank, the more money they print, they don't even have to have access to my bank account. It's like the greatest hack ever. They, they can just print more money and it devalues the money that I, I, I have been trying to save. So I take all of my like 
hard working efforts and put in my time and energy into a job to earn this money for income. And then I take that income and try and hold on to it so that I can make plans for the future and do something for my children down the road. Meanwhile, this out of control monetary policy that is operated by the Federal Reserve is just siphoning away that purchasing power so that by the time I go back to do something with that money, it, it doesn't go as far as it should. And I'm not getting the value that is proportional to the effort I put into creating it in the first place. So, so then you take, you, you, you're taking a, a monetary policy and a, a system like that, and then you're taking money out of my paycheck to pay the interest on it. Like you're already like debasing the shit out of the value that I'm trying to hold on to. And then you're making me pay the interest on it so that the private corporation, the Federal Reserve that's printing the money can make a profit on what they're supplying to the US Treasury. So like I'm stuck in this position where I have no say in how it works. I can't like vote or change any of the people that are involved with it. It's, it's operating in such a way that it strips the purchasing power of the money that I have. And I'm the one who has to generate the profit for the Federal Reserve to do it. That is what I have a problem with when I talk about taxes. Now, as far as like the police and like the state, you know, my opinion is that all governments trend toward tyranny. And just look at what has happened in the last couple of years. I mean, for the love of God, I saw a video yesterday of a woman being dragged naked out from like a dog pile of police officers and just beaten to the ground in New Zealand. Like, I, I don't know what happened to her clothes. Like, but dude, like the violence has just been escalating and escalating. And if, if that's, if that is what we need police for, then I really think we need to like reevaluate what the role of police officers is, because I don't think that's what we need them for, you know? Do police play a role in a society? I, I think they're probably here for a reason. They could play a role, but like, have they taken that too far? Have we really started to descend down the path of tyranny like worldwide? From my vantage point, I'd say, yeah. and. You know, I'm not going to say like abolish the police force, but I will say that we're on a clear trajectory toward tyranny and the agents of the state, the police especially, are being used as a tool to, that's being weaponized against the citizens. And I think there's something wrong there. I guess to me, um, it feels like if you look at human history, and I suppose harder to do this for the US for, for me because I, I, I've only visited once. So if I look at, if I'm being selfish and look at the UK, right, I can see the history and, and generally humanity is like, you know, you have kings and queens and maybe before that you have leaders of like certain areas and whatever. And then, so it's kind of been very centralized and you have like Magna Carta and it's like a slightly better system. And then, you know, you had the House of Lords and then they kind of slowly lost a bit of power. So things kind of just slowly became slightly more fair to people very gradually. Um, and then you look at policing as well, and you look at the early 1900s where like, you got your finger chopped off for stealing a loaf of bread or whatever. And then you look at the 80s where, you know, if you were a different race, you just probably got beaten up in the back of a car and no one knew. It feels to me like we've only really been super gradually getting better with this kind of stuff, like uh, having a fairer system and having 
fairer police forces, etc. And 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 really, we haven't actually changed all that much from like the 80s or the 1900s. And it's been a very gradual change. But it feels to me like we all felt and assumed or imagined in the, over the last 20 years, like we'd kind of gone like this, and then suddenly it got way better, and like everything was much better, much better. And then COVID's kind of actually just exposed that no, it hasn't. Really, it's only got very marginally better from 20 years ago, 30 years ago. That's kind of how I feel. Like this stuff's kind of probably always been there, but with the internet and with people um, not being able to work and, and, and having nothing to do, they've suddenly all paid attention and realized that actually we aren't much better than we were. And, you know, we are all human beings and we are animals. <laughs> like it's kind of, um, So I feel like I've kind of just, I've been exposed to the fact that maybe I had higher, more innocent hopes for the where humanity is right now. Um, and that realistically, we're actually still on this gradual scale and maybe things like adopting Bitcoin, uh, getting rid of uh, or making more of like a, a local community effort when it comes to taxation and things like that is just the, the next sort of gradual step in the right direction. I don't know what your thoughts on that, because it's like I'm very dystopian, but I, I feel like this is maybe the least dystopian view I can have is that actually maybe we just overassumed how good things were. And actually, we're just gradually getting better and we just got to keep moving in that in that in that sort of force. Okay.